Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Surgeons do the incredible. They help save lives, and so can you by donating at CSL Plasma. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life saving medicines that may give the cashier from your local deli the chance to see your daughter's championship game or give your barber the chance to celebrate his golden anniversary. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and receive up to $1,000 your first month. Varies by location and is subject to change. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down. With their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing, they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system. Call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow. But you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500. AAA Heating and Air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new HVAC unit, but you have to call today. 803-677-1500. And tell them you heard about this deal on 107.5 The Game's Gamecock Central Podcast. AAA Air when you need us. AAA Heating and Air. 
the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the, like, the 210 range. Uh, um, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the, the Gamecocks. Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. The game. minutes after 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris, all here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios. It is a brain dump Tuesday, a couple hours away from Shane Beamer's weekly press conference. It'll be a very interesting one as the Gamecocks get ready for Charlotte, uh, licking their wounds a little bit after a just an absolute smackdown against Georgia. We'll get Wes and Chris's any residual thoughts that they have from that game, start to look a little bit big picture on what to expect in the next couple weeks from South Carolina. But first, here is the chance to win money. It's time for your chance to win $100 and qualify for the $25,000 grand prize in our $25,000 signing bonus contest. Just text the following national keyword to 95819. Your national keyword to text is SCORE. S-C-O-R-E. SCORE. Marcus Satterfield is listening. That is a word, and this is how you spell it, S-C-O-R-E, score. Text that national keyword to 95819. Standard text messaging rates may apply. Please don't text and drive. The $25,000 signing bonus contest on 107.5 The Game. Um, Real quick here, uh, we'll start things off with a text. It says, do you always call Josh Heupel, Jeff Heupel on purpose? Yes. Uh, Where does that come from, though? Oh, it started from me... It wasn't on purpose at first. Oh, really? Yeah, we're just we're just killing a bit now. We're just okay. gonna keep driving it home. Well, I remember Larry calling in, and and you got excited, and you said you weren't afraid of Jeff Heupel anymore. We put that in the intro, and that's where it started. But I couldn't remember where it started before that. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it is. Yeah, just just the punchable face of Jeff Heupel. Yeah, we're just gonna keep yeah. running that way. Very good. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Wes, Chris, how's it going? Good day so far. Yeah, yeah good. good. Yeah. Uh, y'all have any thoughts? Still, after the Georgia game, did we get to everything yesterday? I finished re-watching the game. It was just as bad. I was like, doing the Lord's work, I have not touched it. Skycam, Wes? Skycam, Skycam. all the way. It, it is so much better. Love I mean, the not, Skycam. Not, you know, not the tape itself was not very good, but... Not to not to um, be the guy that feels like left out of the party, but where do you find that? Where Where is that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I would encourage all fans... It's, it is... Granted, probably a lot more fun rewatching it if your team wins. Mm-hmm. But um, if you go to like ESPN app or just watch ESPN.com, uh, like log in with your cable TV satellite provider, if you search on like the replay, it'll say South Carolina versus Georgia. But then below it, it's like a it's like a separate game, but it's obviously the same game. It says South Carolina versus Georgia, uh, Skycam or Skycast, something like that, and it's literally just the entire game from the hanging sky cam. So you get the shot from behind the quarterback Ooh. and you can uh you can see a lot more obviously. It, it you only get it when it's like the ESPN game. Like they, mm. I don't think they do it mm. for most SEC, SEC networks or, you know, ESPN two, any of that stuff. It's it's really only that main ESPN game. Yeah. So I, I do have one leftover observation 
and we'll yeah. go lighthearted because there's a lot of negative. Okay. All right. Did y'all? I, miss I know this? where you're going with this. All right. I sent this to Wes yesterday. So after the fake punt, right? Mm-hmm. Kai Kroger, well designed, good throw, of course. Kai Kroger batting a thousand for his career, passing the football. Three for three. Is that right? I think that's right. I think he's three it's for three. At least two for two. Did y'all see Kai after that play? My man was ready. Oh, you know it's crazy. You don't was he gonna run the next yes. play? <laughs> I saw he it. was ready to go. He he, you know, at first I was like, all right, is he telling the offense to come on the field and hurry up because they just no, he wasn't moving. He was staying on the field. He wanted the keys to the offense. He's ready to go. And so I don't know. I asked Wes. I was like, now what was the plan? Is he going to? Was he going to line up in another punt, punt formation? Or did he just, hey, let's just run the offense and I'm playing quarterback? I mean, I don't know. He wasn't leaving the field, though. He he was waving them. You it's know, so funny you mentioned that because I noticed that, but you're right. <laughs> I had no idea. That's yeah. amazing. Check it out. I'm going to pull up the clip that we it won't help our radio listeners. Well, so we'll, I, we'll so watch it. I, I, it, awesome. it would have been way better if they got like a 12 minute in the huddle because Kai wouldn't go off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it, it wasn't like that. Uh, like if he was ready to take control, it, it looked kind of like he just saw his opportunity and was like, maybe they won't make me maybe leave the field. I'm here. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I am wondering though, was that, was that by design? Like, was that because limbo has so many little gadgets? Was that like, uh, we're just going to run back up here and possibly quick snap it. Like I, this like, time that obviously was not the plan. Was that like something we're going to show this? Um, like you go for tempo, something in the future. He lines up at wide receiver, and you get a direct snap to you know Juju or Marshawn or somebody that was already on the field for coverage. There's something there. Yeah, too, like man. I, I, th- cool. I think that was there is something there. Too, that was man. for show potentially. Wow, oh, it's on, funnier man. if Kai yeah, is just no, like no, no. no. we're, we're district. Nope, no. he just wanted to <laughs> he run. Just he just wanted to play morning. quarterback. Spencer, you're benched. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. This is my offense now. That's the observation we needed here on a Tuesday. For sure, that's really good. Um, he's one of the best players on the team. So he can that, throw it. That's the type of thing it. that happens when you when you win that game that you watch and film with the team the next day and everybody laughs mm. and it's like a big joke and then you, you know the, the coaches carry it through the rest of the week. Hey, Kyle, you want to come play? We're doing inside drill over here. You want? <laughs> but when you lose, you can't make any of those jokes. And yeah, like, oh, man. that's sad. Yeah, that's, sad. that's how winning and losing changes things. Yeah. Um. Anything else? I, I don't. I don't got much. Yeah. I mean, there, there wasn't much. I'm surprised we got through as much as we did yesterday. I, I mean, I found plenty to talk about. We found plenty to talk about. But now it's like really not a whole lot. Let me ask you guys one more functional question. People post all sorts of screenshots and clips of games, and it's so annoying to do it. Like I'm trying to screenshot things on like my YouTube TV app, and it goes all black. Have you ever had that happen? How do you guys post that stuff on Twitter? Uh yeah, Hulu has does a really good job of blocking it. So yeah, it's really annoying. You I don't know that stuff sometimes, don't you? Yeah, some. I mean, sometimes I just take a picture of my TV. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know how people do it, Preston? Not tech guy here. It's really annoying because there was like one moment that I was trying to take some screenshots of, and I'm like, don't block this. I'm trying to use this for. I think you can download a program. Yeah, that like bypasses it. It just seems like everyone's like breaking down film on Twitter, and I'm like, I can't even figure out how to take a screenshot of this thing. <laughs> I like the Skycam though; that's good. Eight zero three four zero four sixty one hundred. You know, so one of the ideas that we've been 
kind of harping on today is, is just trying to figure out, I mean, throughout the entire year, but especially today, because we had somebody uh, text us in the last hour basically saying that your job as an offensive coaching staff is to maximize what you guys are, are capable of doing offensively. And the question that I've had for Preston is it's been three games. I won't even say 16. It's been three games. And I still don't know what parts of the offense as Carolina turns the page from Georgia to Charlotte, where they're a 21-point favorite, where they're going to have the opportunity to score points. I'm not even sure. Like, if you tell me that Carolina scores 38 points on Saturday against Charlotte, I'm like, okay, I don't know where that's coming from. Chris, through three games, if Carolina is scoring points in the next two weeks against Charlotte and SC State, where is it even coming from, and what is the offense doing? What What do you mean? Like, who who's having a strong game? Yeah, Carolina scores 38 points. Is that five rushing touchdowns for Marshawn Lloyd? Is it five passing touchdowns for Spencer Rattler? Is Josh Van going to get on the field more? Can Jaheim Bell play? He played 19 snaps against Georgia. I get they had backups in there for a while, but what 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 do you expect from the offense right now? Well, it is hard to tell where it's going to come from. I, I think there's probably a difference between like what is the ideal. First of all, I would I would back up and say if South Carolina does not score 38 against Charlotte and win, not only win but score 38. Mm-hmm. 30 I don't even know if you feel good about 38 leaving that game because here's what they've given up this year 43 that's to Florida Atlantic 41 to William and Mary Bill and Mary <laughs> 56 to Maryland and 41 they did win to Georgia State so honestly I will pre say there doesn't need to be any talk of if they struggle I hate when people get mad about things before they even happen, but <laughs> so, but I'm going to do it myself. There doesn't need to be a single conversation after the game or even going into it mm-hmm. about, well, they do this on defense. No. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Give Chris Sorry. a ding. Yeah, wait. I felt that way about Georgia State. Um, no, nah, I could see Georgia State. I okay. don't want to hear it about Charlotte. Okay. Wes, you made a face. Disagree? No, no, I <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> so to go to Josh's point earlier, Josh, if you're still listening, in the press conference that's upcoming, we don't need to hear the uh, Clayton White say, well, I mean, Marcus Satterfield or Shane say, well, you know, they do some good things on defense. You know, yeah, they gave up 56, but it's not the same 56 that you think it is. You know, some things happen. And, yeah, one of those is on a punt return yeah, and yeah, one of those yeah. is a short field. On we a- don't want to – we don't need – we. You don't have to say they suck, but you probably say something like <laughs> they're not very good on defense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I I think we're at a point here I can I can explain away through three games, each game individually. I can yeah. explain away some things. I think this is the there is an there is an odd amount of pressure going into a game against Charlotte. I love it. There's an odd amount of pressure on the offense to to be good. Like I, I think game one, it, it's a game one, you know, it's the these guys have not played together against a real opponent. You know, you're on the road at Arkansas, and we can explain away and say, wow, we saw some good things. We saw some explosive plays. Game three, well, it's Georgia. They smashed Oregon. They're going to do that to everybody. If if they don't score against Charlotte, then they just literally aren't executing. It's kind of like you're not executing against air. Like, that That sounds – no, and I'm not I'm – not, no, 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 I'm not being – I'm not trying to be Put that. Put it on the bulletin board, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm not trying to be that guy. Like I'm you not. You can be. You can be. No, no I, I'm not they, being that no, guy. They, I'm not being. They've earned it. Their defense has earned the right to be <laughs> to be compared to air. 
<laughs> How many points would we score against air compared to oh man this but, but no, and I, I'm not trying to like be hyperbolic, but my point is, guys will be open, plays will be there. If they aren't, or if they're not executed, then that's when you say, "All right, there, there's issues." And and I'm with Chris. I'm I really really dislike when people are like they start complaining about something that has literally not happened yet. So that's not what I'm doing. I and mean, I don't think that's what Chris is doing either. I just think we're setting this up. Like, there should be yardage and there should be points, and it shouldn't have to be from the defense or from the special teams. Like, you should drive the football down the field against these guys and score points. It, it should look relatively easy. Like, we, we should – people should be being like, Wow, the offense is fixed. Like it won't hmm. actually be completely fixed. We right. know that, but the view from like, the sky cam, as yeah, as as bad as Georgia can make an offense look, Charlotte should be able to make it look good in the other direction. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm trying to look at... We go ahead. So I'm I'm looking at just... You asked where the points are going to come from. Yeah. I don't know, but they should come from anywhere that South Carolina wants okay. them to. And 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 they, now they have not earned that right. Yeah. But I'm just going. Oh, I'm just going off of Bill and Mary doing anything they wanted. Right. To Charlotte in That's game fair. one. That's fair. Or game um, two. I have one more note on this. Uh, an observation from someone that knows a lot about offense and a lot about quarterback play that I want to get to, and I do want to hear from you guys too. Eight zero three four zero four sixty one hundred. I'm just really happy that we started like this because I've I was already bored by the Charlotte game, and now I now the heat's turned all the way up. Like we're here, let's do it. It's 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 a big week. It's a must win, must score fifty or whatever it is. Eight zero three four zero four sixty one hundred. Love Chevy phone line text line. You can get all of us on Twitter as well at Pearson Fowler at Coach B tweets at West Mitchell GC and at GC Chris Clark. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. 11.21, Tuesday morning, welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, and Chris here with you in the Herndon Chevy Studios, 107.5 The Game. Uh, more thoughts on Georgia, thoughts on the offense, thoughts on uh, Wes Mitchell, bringing his horse and buggy into work today, going home to churn butter and make his own clothes. Wes Mitchell's back in the Stone Age now, just listening to his uh, listening to his television habits. It's quite a throwback you got there, Wes. I'm impressed. I didn't know that you were a Luddite. I mean, 
I just go where the cable is cheapest. Yeah, I guess so. Everyone, everyone's cord cutting. Wes is Wes, Wes is recording over here. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Uh, Wes is a, he's a trendsetter. It, it'll happen eventually. He's just like one of the first people that I've heard that's uh, that's done it. So we've we've cool. come full circle. Is yeah. what has happened. Yeah, I, exactly. Every, everything's a cycle. Everything's a remix. Uh, with that in mind, though, we were talking about it. One of the one of the reasons that you've even had an opportunity to kind of reevaluate your TV watching situation is because you recently moved. And the people that helped you move, that helped make it possible for you to return to the Stone Age, uh, in terms of your TV watching habits, are the good people at Gamecock Moving. Yeah, check them out. Gamecockmoving.com, 803-814-3569. You can also text that number if you don't like talking to human beings. Uh, residential and commercial moving, they're licensed, bonded, and insured. Uh, they can move you anywhere in the state of South Carolina. They can also assist with coordinating out-of-state moves, too. It is wire-to-wire service, packing, moving, unpacking if you want they quite literally will pack up your entire house move it into a different house and unpack it for you if that's what you want um they treat their belongings as if they were their own uh, they have a two-hour minimum on all moves uh labor only uh, if people want basically whatever you need from them they will take care of it and right now if you give them a call or shoot them a text tell them you heard about them on 107.5 on the gamecock central hour and you will get a discount so again gamecockmoving.com Eight zero three eight one four three five six nine. Y'all trend Dilfer fans. Generally, I think he can be a little bit over the top. Okay, he gets annoying at some points, but okay. he's smart though for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I just I ask that because everybody's polarizing now. There's no such thing as like a neutral <laughs> figure anywhere. Chris, Trent Dilfer, yay nay, or are you the one neutral? There was the one. I mean, I am a little neutral, and there was the. I think there was the clip of him berating one of his high school players on the sideline. And that was polarizing, right? Because (laughs) you had one side, because I follow a lot of coaches on Twitter, and and I didn't have some strong opinion, but you had one side where it was like, this is awesome. Kids nowadays are soft. They need this. And then another side, like, this is horrifying. We can't, you know. um, You know, I was kind of like, it looks a little over the top. But, um, but, you know, it's fine. I've gotten it. I think I think that's a I think that's a very fair assessment. He's definitely over the top, a little bit enthusiastic, but I I don't know. I just I really smart, appreciate though. his insights. I do. Yeah, I he comes up Rosillo a lot, so I'm just like predisposed to, to like him because I listen to him a lot because I listen to Rosillo. But he had this to say. Uh, he was actually talking about um, he was talking about Tua, who had an awesome performance for the Dolphins. Now everyone's like, oh, see, I've been telling you the whole time, Tua is good, and it's like, well, you know. Somewhere in the middle. But anyway, I think it's applicable to what South Carolina is experiencing right now. If I can play it. The quarterback should not be expected for 30 times a game to drop back and play the position the way the fan thinks he should play the position. You're actually doing your quarterback a disservice by doing that. The best way to develop a team, an offensive team, a quarterback, uh, receivers, runners, offensive line, is to give them these, what we call freebies. You should be good enough as a coach. You should work hard enough as a coach to give your players freebies. Plays where they don't have to think. We out X and O them, and we're going to make you look really good doing so. By the way, this happens for Aaron Rodgers, people. He doesn't put on the Superman cape 32 times a game. He plays about 15 plays a game where he has to be Aaron Rodgers. So make it simple. Don't make your players think. And the, I think the concept of what constitutes a freebie 
is an interesting kind of jumping off point here. Because I, I think you can look at South Carolina's offense on paper. You can look at the play-by-play, and you can say, well, here's this easy throw, this quick little bubble screen, this quick little whatever. But it, it doesn't feel like, and again, through three games against an amazing Georgia team, I think a very good Arkansas team and a good group of five school in Georgia State. So you have a, it's not like Carolina's played world beaters for three games, but everything they do looks so hard. We hear a lot of lip service about simplifying, but it's just it, nothing in Carolina's offense looks easy. And I don't know if that is scheme. I don't know if that's execution, but the idea that that's just your job as a coach to make it, to make it easy, if it's not easy right now, is just so, I think, resonant with what a, lot, what a lot of Carolina fans have been watching for the last three weeks. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And, um, you know, it, it did look maybe a bad comparison, but it, it looked really easy for Georgia mm-hmm. on Saturday. And some of that is just Georgia is Georgia. But I think some of that is just taking what is there. And, uh, you know, that stuff isn't fun. It's not flashy. What is fun when it's successful, I think. But, um, you know, everything for most of these three games has looked pretty difficult. You know, even the some of the explosive plays against Arkansas was, you know, a guy just made a great play. I I think Georgia Georgia goes out there and they're willing to, okay, we're going to just throw the ball in the perimeter real, real quick and get our guys in space and... And go make plays. Now you have to be able to block on the edge as well. I, I think when when your guy, when your receivers are blocking for their fellow receivers, um, it makes it look a lot easier than maybe it actually is. Um, but you know, it, this is a point I've made as well. Some sometimes defenses will back off and just give you those little easy throws to the outside, and I I believe in today's modern football the best ocs are willing to just take them Mm -hmm. like if if you're gonna give me a short throw but i'm gonna guarantee to get three yards and more if i can break a tackle or run through a guy yeah um you know you you take those but i I think even or even give it to your quarterback to do that i saw twice last night as the bills absolutely routed the titans where they've got a play drawn up josh allen's like hey you're playing office to fond diggs I'm going to chuck it over to you. You're going to get nine yards. And it, there's just, there's none of that in Carolina's offense. Well, you know, a lot of offenses now, um, obviously everybody talks about RPO, but I feel like a lot of, even the NFL teams, they have RPO where it's just, it's kind of just built in. It's like, if I have a run called, mm-hmm. um, and it's not the RPO where you're like reading that outside linebacker or reading, you know, the strong safety is more what you're talking about. The, the offensive line can still block it as a run. The running back and the quarterback literally can just pull it and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this quick throw, quick, quick hitch, whatever it may be, to the outside. And, um, yeah, I think I think easy throws and, and putting your offense in those positions is a huge key just in today's offensive football. So maybe if, if I can rephrase my question to you from earlier, Chris, in terms of where are the points coming from, what has South Carolina done this season that looks easy for them? Well, I think they need to try to find some different types of easy plays and throws, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Okay, so you look at the Georgia game, just eyeball test, or if you kind of go back and use some type of reference like a PFF to see where Spencer was throwing the ball. Now, some of those are designed, some of those are maybe he's throwing the ball away or he's going to a shorter option. So it's kind of you've got to go through each individual play. But it's not as if they went out and said – 
chuck it all over the place. It's all, you know, intermediate and deep throws. There were some quote-unquote easy throws there that were not made easy because, I mean, I think of one point, you think of the, uh, what was it, a fourth and nine. Jalen Brooks is coming across. That's kind of the play they wanted. Spencer threw it a little behind him. Yep. If it's in front, he might, might be able to turn the corner on a guy. Plays like that. Um, other perimeter throws. We saw this in game one against Georgia State. A lot of perimeter throws. Why didn't those hit? They got destroyed blocking on yeah. the perimeter. Well, so, there was one that they ran. It was early in the game. They ran what... So they motioned Jaheim Bell across the formation, and it looks like they're going to throw him a little swing pass, but they use him as a blocker, mm-hmm. which no one's ever mistaken Jaheim Bell for a blocker. And then they throw what ends up being like a very slow developing screen to Amarian Brown. I don't even remember if it was complete. It might have been incomplete. He might have just been hit as soon as he caught the football. But it's like those are the plays that you – that if you, I imagine Marcus Satterford said, well, that's an easy play. All you're doing is throwing a, a quick bubble screen. But it's not easy – it's not execute. easy because the play's not, it's almost not designed to be successful. Or, you know, throwing it to Jalen Brooks, that's an easy play, and then it's an easy catch and throw, but you're throwing short of the sticks. Right. You're and still so, making your players do all the work where where the play, yeah. the, the play is still not designed for success even in that moment. It doesn't feel. And, and I think that goes back to the point of find some, and maybe the point you're illustrating with Trent Dilfer's comments is find some things, scheme some things up that are easier, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know what the answer is, but... All I know is, is Georgia scored answer? 48 points on Saturday, and they never once lined three wide receivers up in the backfield. So maybe the things that you feel like you're drawing up to get matchups and to simplify are making things more complicated. Well, I think relatively few things are ever going to be easy against Georgia. Like I, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, no. I think the argument carries a lot more weight when you start talking about um, you know, the Georgia State game or, or even yeah. Arkansas because yeah. our, Arkansas, you know, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're going to look back and say this is a really good Arkansas defense. I really doubt it. Like I think there were plays to be made against Arkansas, and you had the explosive plays, but you had relatively um, not much in between them. I think it's well, safe you made to say, the like, key play. It was like it, good individual efforts. It's like Juice Wells if he's going to break two tackles and go for sixty yards. That's a great play. But is is that a great play call or is that a great execution by a player? Yeah, well, but I mean, I, I think at the same time you can't have it both ways. Like if you're, if we're gonna say simplify, take the easy plays, like that is going to require your guys to go make plays. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to, if you're gonna want them to quote scheme some somebody open, um, that probably is gonna require it to be a little bit more complicated. Unless you're facing a defense that is one of these defenses that just says, "Hey, we're bend but don't break. We're gonna drop back and." and allow you these easy well, throws but look at, to the look, at the, look at the long touchdown to Brock Bowers. I guess the first touchdown of the second half for Georgia. There was nothing complicated about that play. It was a very, very simple play design. It's, it's also a defensive bust. Huh? It's yeah. also a defensive bust. There's supposed to be a guy in the middle of the field. Right, but, I mean, you're, you're putting pressure on defenses. That, that happens all the time. Like, if everyone did their job right, every single play would be a stalemate. Like, you, you're putting players in conflict to try to open things up. You know, Carolina did a great job of it on that first touchdown pass to Marshawn Lloyd in the Georgia State game. You're creating conflict. You're making a defender make a choice, and you're going to have an easy option either way. It just don't. It, it does not feel like there are enough of those opportunities in Carolina's offense where you're, where you're scheming guys open. And again, easier said than done. Uh, I do want to come back to this, 803-404-6100. Want to hear your thoughts too. Love Chevy phone line, text line, however you want to be a part of the show. And you can get all of us on Twitter, at GC Chris Clark, at West Mitchell GC, at Coach P Tweets, and at Pearson Fowler. 
It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Eleven thirty-eight Tuesday morning, and welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Here, Pearson, Preston, West, Chris, all here with you, talking Carolina, Georgia, talking offense, talking making things easier on your guys. Seems kind of simple, but easier said than done. Preston, why is it so much easier said than done, or rather, why is it so hard to scheme up simple looks in football, or is it not actually? It's not actually. The problem is that. You have so much time to overcomplicate things, mm. and you oftentimes believe that you're trying to make it harder than it is. And that's, but that's with that's with everything, you know. That's with everything. I mean, you want to lose weight, probably should eat less than what you're eating. You don't need a hack. You don't need a new kind of fancy way or whatever. And we're always looking for the hack. Mm. But it's probably a lot more simple, direct way to get it done. Okay. Well, why don't more people do that? I think it's human nature, man. I think it's because sometimes it's too easy. It sounds too simple to actually believe that this amazing thing worked, you know, instead of, I don't know, I just think, I always think of like health and health and money, you know, you can, you can just take your money and save more than you spend, maybe put some invested in some index funds or something like that, but Mm -hmm. no, you want to find the game, Scott. GameStop, Hedgecoin, you know, say like always trying to find a hack when there's probably a lot easier way that you can accomplish it. It might take longer. Mm-hmm. It might not be as cute or sexy, but it's probably a simpler way to do everything. Hmm. If I gave you a if I gave you a million dollars a year to figure out how to invest that money wisely, could you do it? Or would you still take the risks? I, again, I could I would do it I would probably I could do it, but then if somebody says, well, you know, you could get, you know, you can do it the boring way and get 8%, but do it my way and you might get 20. No. Let me try that 20. And then you end up broke hmm. or not getting any yards on offense, however you want to slice it. Yeah. So, Wes, what does is, what is simple look like to you for this team? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Simple looks like execution. And uh, so, I, I, you know, I don't I don't know what that looks like in terms of this play or that play or run or pass or, or whatever. I, I think it just looks like, all right, we lined up, the offense knew what they were doing, and they looked comfortable, and they executed what they were asked to do. And that doesn't mean you're perfect. You're not mm-hmm. going to be perfect. I, I think it's just um, you, you lined up and you were under control, and it's kind of one of those things you know it when you see it. I feel like, and you also know when you're you're kind of not seeing it to an extent. But I think simple in in for this offense would start with identifying who their best player is and giving their best player the opportunities to make more more plays. So if if we're under the belief that Spencer Rattler is the best player, let's figure out a way to get him layups. As Trent Dilfer said, let's figure out a way to get him. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's Marshall and Lloyd, let's figure out a way to get him more carries. If it's Jaheim Bell. Let's figure out how to not get him carries, but figure out <laughs> how he's been successful yeah. was lining up as a wide receiver against a smaller DB and going up over the top of him. Yeah. So 
thinking maybe more so figuring out personnel and then going from there. All right, let's uh, let's play a game. Sixteen games. How many different of this guy is the best guy on the offense? Mm. Have there been? It's a good question. Last week think, it was Juice. I can think of times when I thought it was Juju. Juice, uh, Juju. Early early last year, yeah. I thought it was Juju several on several occasions. Zaquandre. Zaquandre a couple of times. Spencer. Maybe against Georgia State. Yeah. Or, 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 or not even that he was the best, but that that's been the conversation. That we've heard Marcus Satterfield sit in a press conference and say, we got to get this guy the ball more. Jaheim. Josh Van for parts of last year. Who else? Was there ever a was there ever a Kevin Harris moment like that? Probably early. It last was season. early towards the end of the season last and year, and towards the end of the season once he was healthy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at seven, hasn't really been the Marshawn moment outside of me just being irrational about it. No, I mean after the Arkansas game, you know some of the open field plays that Marshawn okay. made. You, yeah, yeah, we were sitting in here talking about what you got to find a way okay. to get him in space more. And okay. by the way, said it going into the season. I don't feel like it's been talked about enough. Wes and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. They miss Kevin Harris and Zaquandre a lot, yeah. in my opinion. And CBS has not, I guess, probably been healthy enough yeah, that, to fill that void. Yeah, it doesn't. We, we don't count that yet, but they, they miss those guys. But, yeah, there have been. I mean, I, I left the Georgia game after rewatching it. Now, some of it came, you know, later in the game. But still, you just watch Juju move around. <laughs> I left that game going, okay, then you get Juju the ball more. Right. But the point is... It's not like there's 15 players we're talking about. No, but it's it's still, I mean, we just counted eight right there, so it's basically enough for it to be a different player every other game, and that's my point. Well, two of them aren't on the team, though. Huh? Kevin no, 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 but Zipondo. I'm saying uh, over the course of 16 games, there have been, like, basically eight different guys. That's the problem. This team has not been able to accurately identify. Like, if you ask Kentucky what they well, let's say, what Kentucky, what do you want to do last year? Get the ball to Chris Rodriguez, hand it to him, and throw the ball to Wandale Robinson. Like you don't want to be one dimensional, but it's like every other week South Carolina's like, oh, we gotta emphasize this guy. We gotta find a way to get this guy the ball more. And it's I it's it seems like it's overthinking it. And to come back to simplifying, it's like, who is your best player? Who are your best two players? I don't need to know who your best eight players are, because you're not gonna design plays for eight guys. You're gonna design plays for one or two guys, and everybody else gets theirs within the flow of the offense. To carry on joiner, you know, a constant focal point. We gotta get him the ball more. How many times have we heard Shane Beamer and Marcus Satterfield say that? There's nine. Nine guys in 16 games that you're saying, we got to get this guy the ball. Just pick one or two. Who are your best players? I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think I can agree with the point that you you need to. So, number one, you need to find a way to accentuate what Spencer does best and to make it not that he can't handle it. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's a really sharp guy, but accentuate what he can do and make it easier on him playing quarterbacks hard (laughs) so make it easier on him and I think even even though we named a bunch of guys in theory Mm -hmm. it really comes down to a few it's juice it's spent is Spencer it's Jaheim if you're using him you know I know we all have disagreements about that but Jaheim can make plays Mm -hmm. okay if you if you're a tight end or whatever we're going to call him Mm -hmm. and you can burn four and five star DBs one-on-one down the field you're you're a talent I definitely guy. think they should use him. I just think they should use him more like they use him in limited capacity against Arkansas and Georgia than they did against Georgia State. Right. So, but it's him, it's Juice, it's Stog. It's probably more like but four see, or five. But see, now that, that's already that's already. No, 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 no. Not let, all let those me guys make this, can be Let me make this point. point. Todd Monken, 
we were just singing his praises. Mm-hmm. I was listening to one of his older press conferences right after he got the Georgia job, and he was talking about balance mm-hmm. and how everybody thinks of balance as a run pass or 55, you know, whatever. And he said, no, balance is about spreading the ball around to different players. So, no, you can't have 12. You need to go into a game saying we like this guy against this team for this reason and try to accentuate that, and you can have other things flow from that. But to me, it's not a bad thing to say we have a core group of guys that we can spread the ball around to because Georgia has that. Alabama, when they're really good. is their best option. Yeah, but they have other options. Third and six national championship on the line. Where's the ball going? It's going to Brock Bowers. But they have other guys that can do it. Yeah, you third can draw up a play for a guy. Third six with yeah. the South Carolina-Kentucky game on the line, what are they doing? We don't know. And Nobody that's, knows. That's the problem. Kentucky, third and six. Or th- let's say let's say thir- third and five. What's Kentucky doing? They're finding a, a way to get Chris Rodriguez the ball. Maybe they're not handing it off to him. Maybe they're running a screen. Maybe he's running a Texas route. I, you can go through, but most the, the teams that are good offensively, you know what they want to do with the football. Carolina doesn't know what they want to do with the football. But to that point, it's even more so important that the team within themselves knows what they're doing when those times are coming. So if right. when it's third and five, we know these are our three options and this is what we're what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So just from a confidence standpoint as a player, if even if even if you're not the player who the player is called for, you have confidence in knowing that we're about to go to our guy and he's gonna he's gonna make a play because he's the dude. And so when you don't when you don't have that, it does sort of mess with your confidence a little bit. And and when the, it's a great example, we talked about it for a long time yesterday. The the third down early in the game, where you're basically you may maybe being a little too harsh, but you're kind of getting cute mm-hmm. with the play where you're trying to put a guy out there and you draw up a, an RPO instead of. And I would say this even if that play worked, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. Like the Hayden Hurst Jets was Why a terrible it, play. Where it worked. The ball needs to be in Spencer's hands, and you need to give him something easy and let him go execute it. Okay, you know that's yeah. Texas A and M. Their offense is awful, like almost as bad as South Carolina's, maybe worse. Who knows? Season will tell. What are you doing with the ball on third and five? Either getting it to Devon Chain, a pick. or you're giving it to, or you're giving oh. it to Renia Smith. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Everybody know Carolina, what are you doing with the ball third and five? I don't know. Throw it to Jaheim. I don't know. Throw it to Marshawn. Give it to Juju. Give it to Stoggs. Give it to Juice. Give it to Josh Fan. It's it's like the if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. If you have ten playmakers, you have no playmakers. Someone is the best. Maybe two someones are the best. But when you get to four or five, which is what we've heard from this offensive staff continually, I feel like your real answer is you don't have anybody. Either that you're not willing to place your confidence in, that hasn't earned your confidence, whatever. Carolina doesn't know who that guy is right now. Uh, 803-404-6100. Love Chevy phone line, text line. Want to be a part of the show? Let us know. One more uh, segment to go here. A few more thoughts on Carolina and Georgia. We'll turn the page and start to look ahead to Charlotte tomorrow. Want to remind you, too, to join Heath Klein for a special edition of Game Time this Thursday from Columbia Craft, 3 to 6 p.m. That is uh, on Green Street. Columbia Craft can be your game day headquarters, and they're proudly distributed throughout the Midlands by KW Beverage. So make sure you go see Heath and Game Time live from Columbia Craft this Thursday from 3 until 6. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, just a couple minutes left here on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Welcome back in. Pearson, Preston, Wes, 
Chris here with you. I uh, just had an interesting call uh, off the air. Someone had a question that he wanted us to answer that I'll tell you guys. I'll ask you guys in just a minute. But first, Wes wants to tell everybody about his friend Kendall. Yes, my good friend Kendall Walsh of The Moore Company. She is my realtor. She can be yours as well. She helped me and my fiance get settled in a new home. Uh, give her a shout, 803-414-3590. The Twitter and Instagram account are both at workwithwalsh. The email address is workwithwalsh at gmail.com. If you're a Gamecock fan, you maybe have already met Kendall in the past. She used to work for the Gamecock Club. She's the first ever female assistant Gamecock Club director. Um, she helped walk us through the process. It can be a little bit difficult. Uh, it can be very much overwhelming. She uh, was right there with us every single step of the way. So if you're in the market for a new home, again, give Kendall a shout. She's with the Moore Company, 803-414-3590. Appreciate Kendall. And then if you buy a home with her, she'll probably invite you over to her tailgate as well because she will be out there, massive spread, throwing down, every single Gamecock football game. Barron just called and asked, what would happen if South Carolina had Stetson Bennett at quarterback? Currently? Yeah. Currently, we probably have similar results. Because it'd be, a, it'd be, it's a product of the system that we have Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think privately, Todd Munkin... And Kirby Smart would be like, yo, what about you? you know how you say, I would never trade anybody on this team for Daniels. Privately, they'd be like, trade them. Yeah. So I think the answer would be more of the same. So last year, the uh, the the exercise was, well, what if instead of broken-footed Luke Doty, Jason Brown, Zeb Nolan, DeCarion Joyner, you plug in Spencer Rattler? Everything has to get a lot better, right? Like, you just improve the talent. All of a sudden, things get better. We've done that, and... I mean, dare I say the results are well, no, this, better, no better than the same. This is the beauty of actually going through the scientific process because now we've eliminated one of the variables mm-hmm. and we're whittling down our options to a, a probable answer. Yeah. So it's, not, not, not an answer that I think most people wanted. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. Stetson, honestly... Like, such a surprising part of his emergence. Like, if, if it was Stetson and Spencer in a foot race. Oh, for sure. I I told you where I'm landing on, you know, my, my hottest take that I've made on the show is that <laughs> Patrick Holmes is not a mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm shifting Spencer towards that realm of he's not a – he's definitely not a dual threat. Yeah. He's very close to not being mobile either. Hey, can you move around the pocket? I, I don't. I don't want him in the open. He's he's not juking Gilbert Edmond like Stetson did on Saturday. Correct. Stetson, surprisingly athletic. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. Like he he's way 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 better than he's given credit for. I think there there's honestly, and I I hate I hate even saying this, but I have to say it because it's just been circulating in my mind ever since I watched that game. There's a little bit of Connor Shaw Ooh. there. Don't you dare! Somebody said that on Twitter on Monday, and I forgot to get to it. But there is, and and he is uh, Pearson when he when he walked out there in front of those six seven offensive linemen. That's an exaggeration, but I was like, Pearson's right. He is kind of short, but I don't know, man. Like he gets the ball where it's supposed to be. He doesn't make mistakes. He runs when he needs to. I don't like where this is going. I'm, I'm not going Georgia's anywhere. Been I'm just to saying for three years. <laughs> 
is the best quarterback that Carolina's ever had in school history. <laughs> Don't you dare take Connor's name, oh, man. name like that. Oh, man. Well. Stetson's good. He is. He is. I like Stetson. He's a good quarterback. Um, Carolina doesn't have to see him again this year, which Thankfully. they're probably happy about. Um, Shane Bieber will talk about Charlotte. That's the next thing the Gamecocks are going to see. We're going to talk about Nick M. and Worry being the starter. No or. Nick M. and Worry. Space. R.J. Roderick, a lot more coming up in Shane Beamer's weekly press conference at 1.30, but that's all we have time for today. Appreciate you all being a part of the show, as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Dissecting politics with exclusive interviews, commentary, and humor. Useful Idiots with Katie Halper and Aaron Maté. I really don't like sharks, and I think we live in a very shark-agandistic world. I wish we could just get rid of them as a species, but apparently that would be bad for the food chain. What about you? I live in New York City, so I'm biased to rats. I don't see what they offer. Any rats who watch Useful Idiots, I'm sorry to exclude you. Exclude is a little bit of a euphemism for wishing someone's death. I'm sorry to exclude you from life on Earth. Useful Idiots with Katie Halper and Aaron Maté. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny in new york